This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Tuesday, the 8th of August. Jazzy boy, we know that the ACCC has vetoed the deal between ANZ mm-hmm. and Suncorp, but who knew the ACCC also plays matchmaker? <laughs> the ACCC has hinted that a merger between Suncorp and Bendigo and Adelaide Bank would still be a good option for Suncorp. B-Man, did you know that 23% of Australians have multiple superannuation accounts? Wow. But in the Flux Academy this month, we're doing a deep dive into superannuation and what you need to know when comparing different super funds to find the right one for you. So if you want to do a deep dive into that deep dark spot that you've been avoiding for a very long time, download the Flux app and check out the Academy this month. Three scalable stories today, Jazzy Boy. Let's do it. For our first. Free-to-air TV executives are lobbying the government for better visibility of their apps on smart TVs. Sounds like free-to-air TV channels are ready to reclaim their main character moment, B-Man. So tell me what's going on here. Well, Jazzy Boy, Aussie free-to-air channels like 9, Mm -hmm. Channel 7, 10, ABC, haven't been in great form for a while now, especially with streaming platforms cutting their lunch. And Brett, we're not talking a small (laughs) rice and tuna lunch. We're talking a 10-course degustation. In fact, between 2012 and 2021, all the main free-to-air channels, except SBS, Mm -hmm. saw their viewership drop by over 20%. So now, the senior execs from free-to-air networks are buddying up to persuade politicians to give them better visibility on smart TV. Now, if this was successful, it would mean TV manufacturers would need to give local video apps like Nine Now Mm -hmm. or Ten Play preferential placement on home screens. And prioritise local content in their search results. And they're calling it the prominence framework. Looks like control over content placement is the new remote control battleground. So what's the key learning here? Free-to-air networks may need more government support to deliver their value over the long term. Given the rising adoption and popularity of streaming platforms, Mm -hmm. free-to-air networks kind of need to rely on the government intervention to stay in the running. Like this prominence framework or the quotas on streaming content over the last few years. And the good news for free-to-air TV is the federal government is completely here for it. That's because (laughs) free-to-air networks do have a role to play in cultural preservation in Australia. That would be through news, through live sport Mm -hmm. and championing Australian stories. And of course, reality TV, you cannot (laughs) forget maths. So it's looking like these networks will need government help to deliver that value in Australia. For our second story, Mr. Beast is suing the ghost kitchen that makes his Mr. Beast burger after some serious quality control issues. I thought everything Mr. Beast touches turns to gold. Yeah. What is happening here? All right, B-Man, I take you back to 2012. Gangnam Star was played one too many times. Oh. And Mr. Beast, aka Jimmy Donaldson, launched his YouTube channel. Fast forward 11 years and Mr. Beast has over 287 million subscribers across his multiple channels. And with that loyal audience comes a lot of opportunities. Yeah, Mr. Beast launched his Mr. Beast burger as well as his Chalky brand. But now, B-Man, Mr. Beast is suing a company called Virtual Dining Concepts. That's the company that preps the Mr. Beast burgers around the US. You see, there have been some serious quality and control issues here. And it's doing some serious damage to his beastie street cred. Seems like this ghost kitchen concept ain't really working quite the way it was meant to. So what is the key learning here? Ghost kitchens, also known as dark kitchens, are commercial kitchens that are specially made for food delivery services. No waiters, no dining room, and probably no parking lot either. While some restaurants have their own ghost kitchens, which can work well, there are also ghost kitchens that are actually startups. This is where a single kitchen can operate on behalf of several restaurants. So you may have a chef cooking a Nando's peri-peri chicken one minute mm-hmm. and then the next minute the Simply Grilled Burger. But here's the thing, all that multitasking can make it hard to maintain the quality. And while these ghost kitchens meant Mr. Beast could scale his Beast Burgers, also meant he totally lost quality control. Arguably the number one ingredient mm-hmm. when scaling fast food. For our third and final story, Apple officially has reached more than one billion paying 
subscribers. And that's just for its services business. <laughs> and who said Apple wasn't a SaaS business, B-Man? Give me the scoop right now. So, Jazzy Boy, we know that Apple started with their big, chunky computers. AKA hardware. And then they moved on to their laptops. AKA hardware. And then they moved on to the iPod and then the iPad. Also hardware and hardware. But along the journey, they started to build out what Apple calls its services portfolio. We're talking iCloud, Apple Music, Fitness Plus, Apple TV Plus, and Apple Pay. All largely software services. And B-Man, in Apple's third quarter results, it announced that it added 150 million paying subscribers over the past 12 months to just this division. And uh, this takes its total customers in the services business to over 1 billion paying wow. subscribers. And this comes at a pretty good time for Apple because it kind of offsets a red flag in its results. Yep, iPhone sales dropped more than 2.4%. But all is well in the Apple orchard because <laughs> software revenue is masking the pain that it's experiencing in hardware sales. Ooh, so what's the key learning here? Not all revenue streams are created equally. And luckily for Apple, it's a more sexy revenue stream is booming Ooh. and it's more boring revenue stream <laughs> is the one that's slowing down. You see, Brett, Apple's services business is critical for shareholders because it has much stronger margins than the hardware products. Get this little stat, Jazzy Boy. Mm -hmm. Apple's gross margin for its services business in the June quarter, that was 70.5%. <laughs> that's almost double the 35.4% margin for all of Apple's hardware products combined. And on top of all this, the services revenue stream <laughs> is more predictable yep. because it's subscription-like recurring billing. B-Man, 23% of Australians have multiple superannuation accounts. In the Flex Academy this month, we are doing a deep dive into super and everything you need to know. So if you want to cut down from those four accounts or three accounts to just one simple account, download the Flux app and check out the Academy this month. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.